Good morning, everyone. Yes, this is the now embarrassed Robin Sills. And it's it's very hard to embarrass me because I'm pretty tough. But I didn't realize we were live on the air. So, yeah, I am the Dove Soap Queen, I guess. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Robin Sills again from St. Mary's Hospital doing Medically Speaking morning edition and we are starting off this year medically speaking um, with our spirit of women um, sponsorship which is our friday morning show and what we're doing um today is we're talking about a topic that's called you know me well um spirit of women as you know gives us a range of topics to um share with women in our community and and men alike in our community about different healthcare needs that they've researched and they see and they feel are a point of interest to the consumers. And You Know Me Well has to do with working one-on-one with a primary care physician, starting that relationship with a primary care physician, and really working hard to ensure that you have a relationship with a primary care physician that does know you well. I'm going to have on within just a few minutes. Poor Dr. Thompson. She actually called me a couple minutes ago, and I told her to call in in five minutes. She may be, yeah, she may be on the line. Um, Who we're going to have with us today is one of our newer primary care physicians helping us navigate um, You Know Me Well and how important it is to start a relationship with a primary care physician. And her name is Dr. Ashani Thompson. She is one of our newest providers that's joined the Franklin Medical Group. She is at 166 Waterbury Road in Prospect. She focuses on all aspects of primary care, and she has a special interest in preventative care, chronic disease, diabetes, and hypertension. Um, Dr. Thompson, and I will let her speak her claim to fame, but I met her um, oh, about a year ago, I believe, when she was uh, interviewing to for a position with Franklin and found out that she started out as a registered nurse, and which was pretty, pretty special to me because being a registered nurse myself, I find it enlightening when a registered nurse um, decides to go on further and become um, a physician. So that's a long road. She is a graduate of Plymouth State University, University of Connecticut, and the University of Connecticut Health Center. So we have a call before I talk to Dr. Thompson. Okay, hang on. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Hi, Ed. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I especially want to thank St. Mary's Hospital and all the doctors and all the staff that are up there for actually saving my life seven years ago. And I can't thank you enough for the excellent care that we get at St. Mary's. Also, my doctors that are there, Dr. Singamala, and Dr. Anthony is no longer there right now, but Dr. Pleischer was my open-heart surgery. And I just can't thank you all enough because I've had a lot of experiences at St. Mary's Hospital with my family, not only I, but my son with Gillian Barr, I think uh, it's actually saved two lives there, and I can't thank you enough. Well, we are so happy that we were there for you when you needed us, Ed. And, you know, you always sing our praises, and uh, I think you're one of our biggest cheerleaders, and I'm so glad you're doing well. You're here now, right? You're not down in Florida? Well, I'm up here now. I'm starting to pack up a lot of things, and I'm going to actually die in Connecticut, I think, six months, one day here, because between Florida and South Carolina, I think I get more care up here than the, not only more care, better care, but closer care. And when you become 80 years old, being in the city that I love so much, I think that I'm very conscientious about where I live. Well, we are so happy that you choose us as your place for health care, and we are happy to serve you when you need us. Thank you, Robin. All right. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. Okay, bye. 
That's we always love to hear from patients um, that we've been able to help them and their family members. St. Mary's has definitely serviced many, many generations over the years, and we're very happy to be here for those. So back to our topic, we are soon calling in will be Dr. Ashani Thompson. As I said, she is a primary care physician starting out originally as a registered nurse. So I think she can bring to the panel both perspectives of what healthcare is about. She's board certified in internal medicine. And again, she can be found at 166 Waterbury Road in Prospect. That is one of our um, locations where we have primary care. We also have um, surgical care in that location. We have pediatric. We have our Pond Place pediatric care. So we we have a whole range of uh, care. I think Dr. Thompson is just calling in. So we're going to bring her live right now. Hi, Dr. Thompson. Hi, good morning, Robin. Good morning. I just started singing your praises a bit. Um, I told everyone how we met a little over a year ago when you first um, had come to St. Mary's Hospital to actually apply for Franklin Medical Group. It might even be more than a year ago. Was it? It was in about springtime? Yeah, couldn't, yeah. Yeah, that you're probably right. Well, spring. We're hoping for spring, so I'm going to say it's here. <laughs> we're pushing it along. I I was telling everyone how you started out as a registered nurse. Correct. So, what made you decide to go into be a, a physician? So, I've always wanted to become a physician. However, I was at a point in my life where I thought that going to medical school, having to be extremely focused, dedicated, the amount of time that you have to um, just give to becoming a physician, I didn't have to offer at that time. Right. So I thought that becoming a nurse, you know, which nurses have a lot of um, patient care and hands-on with the patient, so I thought it would be a good career for me to pursue. So I went ahead and became a nurse. And what and did you... And after some time... I decided that I wanted to transition into becoming a physician. Wow. That's got to be a tough transition, too, and tough to maintain. Did you work while you were in school? So I did initially. I did work, but again, with the amount of time that you have to spend studying, I had to give up working and just focus on school. What what type of nursing did you do? I worked... um, Cardiac telemetry. Wow. Yeah. What made Cardiac you... telemetry. I also did some um, nursing home, home care. Mm. It was all over a little bit. All over a little bit. What do you feel that it gives you a different perspective when you are doing a new patient intake? I think so. Yeah. I, do... I think it does. You know, because nurses were, were pretty picky. Right. <laughs> Nurses are pretty yeah. picky and we, we pretty much we we're, we have a unique way of drawing it out of the patient. Right. So I think um, I get a different perspective um, from coming from uh, coming from that career into becoming um, a physician. And sometimes it's hard to separate. Right. Because so. nurses, we sometimes overdo and we don't give the patient the power to t- take care of themselves. Right. Right. You just want to do everything. We want to do everything. I know it's bad. We're kind of, you know, I I do the same thing with my family members. You know, I kind of take charge of their health care when you really have to educate and engage 
them to be active participants, right? Right. So we're talking today about You Know Me Well, which, you know, as you and I had talked earlier, it's a topic that was kind of given to us as a blueprint from our Spirit of Women Network. But we thought it was a great way to start the new year because as everyone looks at their New Year's resolutions, we really want people to focus on if you don't have a primary care or if your primary care physician is has retired and you've kind of just gone to see urgent cares for colds and, and things like that and getting your flu shots, but not actively engaging in that physician to know you well. Can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of it? Well, you need a primary care physician. A primary care physician is going to get to know you really well. They're going to know pretty much everything about you from previous times when you've been sick. They're going to know about your allergies, your family history, um, just your lifestyle habits in general. And they're going to keep a record of that and um, make sure that you don't get ill and come up with ways to prevent you from getting ill. They're going to make sure that you get your age-appropriate screening, mm. your immunizations, and just promote the best way to keep you healthy you know it's i always think of the primary care physician kind of as the quarterback of your game right right so they're kind of like you know leading the charge as to what directions you should be taking and kind of you know the, we look to our primary care physicians to give us suggestions too as to referrals for what other care we may need right because um your primary care physician as i said knows everything about you mm-hmm. so they're going to guide you um, to different physicians or specialists that you may need. And then those specialists are going to go back to your primary care providers sometimes to get more information. But if you go to an urgent care, to the emergency room, those physicians will be able to provide you with good care, but they don't know your entire background. Right, and one of the beauties, you know, I was thinking about this after our conversation the other day, we have five urgent cares for St. Mary's. One of the beauties of our system within the St. Mary's healthcare system is if you do see a primary care physician, we have that information in our urgent care. So, you know, with our new electronic health record, we're able to, the, an urgent care, if you do have to see someone on a weekend, they can see your records. Correct. So everything is talking to each other now. So if you go to an urgent care and I'm your primary care provider, then I can see um, the thought process of the physician who saw you in the urgent care. Right. And if if the patient may forget the medications they're on, they can actually pull up the record and see. So there's no mistake that would happen. Correct. You know, and that's so important. Having those electronic health records that carry the care throughout the health network, I think is so important, which is why I really love the fact that we have our own urgent cares within our system. Right. When would you encourage a patient on, you know, say the weekend happens. When would you encourage a patient on a weekend to go to an urgent care if they're not feeling well, especially now during the cold and flu season? And I know you're seeing so much in the offices. What are some of the symptoms as a primary care physician you would you would encourage someone to go to the urgent care, you know, if it happens to be on a weekend and they, you know, their primary care physician is not there? If they have a very high fever, mm. you should definitely try to make it to the urgent care to make sure that 
whatever you're having isn't bacterial. Right. A lot of the cold and flu-type symptoms that patients may have, they're usually caused by viral illnesses and typically don't require antibiotics. But when you start to have symptoms such as really high fevers, um, over 100 in Wuhan, mm -hmm. um, you're having chills, you just feel really, really terrible, um, you should seek medical attention. And if the urgent care is available, we also have a call system that you can call in and they can provide guidance as to where to go, what to take, whether you should wait. It's, um, to be seen on Monday when someone is in the office. It's really confusing, I think, for a lot of people out there. How long should I wait? How long should I just let these symptoms go away? Are you seeing, aside from the flu, especially in January, I think it's because we're all run down from the holidays, I'm sure. Are you seeing a lot of um, individuals in your office that you know have had lingering colds and symptoms? Yes, we're seeing a lot of patients with cold symptoms that has been going on for over two weeks. Yeah. Um, and typically, depending on what the symptoms are, we'll treat those patients with antibiotics. But when it's much sooner, there isn't any fever, um, we tend to hold off right. to see how things go. The age range of the patient also plays a role and what other medical issues they have whether they have any lung disease um, or any comorbidities that may put them at risk. But patients who are over 65, mm -hmm. um, we tend to really want to see those patients to make sure that they're doing fine and they don't have pneumonia right. or any other lung pathology. That brings up a good um, point, too, with pneumonia. Uh, pati patients that are over 65 are getting the pneumonia shot. How effective is that during, during the flu season? Well, um, the pneumonia shot covers, there are two of them now, and they cover different strains um, of pneumonia, but then the influenza vaccine is to cover the flu, not pneumonia. Right, right, right. And so patients that are over 65, how often do they have to get that shot, the pneumonia Typically shot? Typically you get it once. You get it once, and Definitely it's the last of lifetime. Once. You don't need a booster, just once. It, that's interesting. You know, years ago it used to be more, right? We only had one years ago, just with the 23, um, and now we have a, a 13, the Prevnar, yep. and we're giving it once. There's no booster. There's no booster shot. What happens when a patient comes in and they're suspecting the flu? What do you do? So it depends on the time frame. Um, again, the age range, the time frame, and the symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, if, typically, if they're over 65, if they've had symptoms less than 48 hours and their comorbidities, we will opt to treat mm -hmm. with Tamiflu. But if it's over um, 48 hours, um, depending again on their symptoms, then we'll determine whether or not we should treat or just watch to see if the symptoms go away. And we're seeing a lot more flu this year than we did last year at this time. And then they're saying that the flu shot had only a percentage of effectiveness, but is it too late to get the flu shot? No, you can still get your flu shot. And how long does it take for the flu shot to work? How long does it take to work? Hmm. I, th you know, I, I know I threw you off on that one. So <laughs> that would be a difficult question. Yeah, you know, how, you know, I. It's funny because people, I think, are effect. They think they're effective right away, but I think there's probably an incubation period. That is. 
Bef- and there are different strains too, so it doesn't cover right. um, all of the strains. So you may have the, you may get the influenza um, vaccine, and still you can get the flu. Right, get the flu. And I apologize to go down the road of the flu, but there's just been so much on it over the last several weeks. And I wanted patients out there to understand that if they do have their primary care physician that they see routinely, it really makes sense to see them if they're suspecting anything versus just walking into an emergency room where you're going to be exposed to so many more other things. And wait a long time. And wait a long time. You know, unless it's a weekend, like I said, and they really can't get past those symptoms. So switching gears a little bit. When you work with your patients, what does a typical um, new patient visit look like? So typically we start with um, establishing care. So when you come in for your established care visit, we go over your medical history in detail in detail and then I address any issues that you may have at that point. Mm. Then I usually follow up with a physical exam or we call an annual exam and we go over your age appropriate screenings and I make sure that you have um, all your vaccinations and we do blood work as well. Do you find patients come in with a really good health history um, and have brought records with them from other physicians or do you feel like does it matter the age or usually starting from square one? It depends. Some patients have their medical history written out in detail. (laughs) Others don't. But what we do um, is have you sign a release form if you've gone to um, other physicians and those records will come to our office so I can review them and um, see your medical background and enter some of that history in the chart so that we have it for further or future reference. I know that when we when you switch insurances or you switch where you know you move around, people move around for jobs or whatever, it's really hard to keep a good record of all your health history. And with different electronic health records, it ends up everywhere. So I'm sure it's very difficult, it's challenging. It is. Um, Epic also has a, which is a um, medical record system that we have, it has a care everywhere feature. Mm. So sometimes you can look in different systems if they're um, connected to our system, like you can see um, other hospital system records, but not all the time. But we have the release form that you can sign and we get those records and we're able to review. Yeah, that's that's an awesome feature that we have because we're connected to many hospitals that have the Epic system in the state, which is great. Right. I'm good. We're going to take a quick break, Doc, and we're going to come back and uh, wrap up our program. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome back to Medically Speaking Morning Edition. And we are medically speaking this morning with Dr. Ashani Thompson. Good morning, Doc. Good morning again, Robin. Thank you for hanging on with us. Dr. Thompson is a primary care physician with our Franklin Medical Group, one of our newer providers um, that's in the Pond Place um, Medical Center at 166 Waterbury Road. Um, We're really happy that you took a few minutes to to join us. I know we had to move some of your patients around, so we're so happy that you could be here with us this morning. Um, We're talking about primary care 
in making sure that we have a primary care physician that is our quarterback of our health care that helps us to navigate our health care system. So we wanted to just make sure everyone out there starts that new year out thinking that way and working with a physician that is within, um, that knows your system and knows it well. So Doc, we had left and we were talking about that first primary care visit that you have with the patient. How often should someone go see their primary care physician for a routine visit? Well, um, we do advise that you see your physician at least um, once a year for an annual visit. If you have other medical uh, diagnoses, then you may need to be seen more than once per year. But at least once per year so that, you know, your physician reviews what's going on with you and is able to provide guidance mm-hmm. as to what you should do. What um what year. age what age should they start seeing their primary care once a year? So, um internal medicine physicians who are typically your primary care providers or even family medicine doctors, um, we typically see patients eighteen and over. Mm-hmm. So from so, that age onwards, you should be seeing your physician again at least once a year, but it depends on what other medical diagnoses you may have. You know, and it's so important to get that blood work done because that blood work can definitely change very quickly. What's usually a routine blood work that you order um, for a patient um, that's a yearly routine blood work? So typically we order um, a CBC, which basically checks your blood count. Um, It checks other stuff, but for (laughs) for easy understanding, um, your blood count, we typically check um, uh, CMP or BMP to assess your renal function, Mm. just for being simple again. Um, We typically check your liver function, your cholesterol. Um, I typically look for vitamin D because we live in Connecticut and most patients are vitamin D deficient, Mm. and we assess your thyroid. Um, And depending on your age range, we may also um, do a PSA, which is to assess your prostate if you're a male. Do you really? Um, That's interesting. I didn't realize that for a male, that that the primary cares are ordering that. Yes, it's it's a controversial test, but right. um, I do ask my patients and um, see if they want to have it done. That's interesting. That's great. That's great. How about for women? Is there anything unique and different that you would order for a female that within a certain age group? Those are typically the routine tests that I order. Um, if you're a younger patient, then I may ask, and I typically screen for HIV and mm-hmm. other STDs. Yeah, to be sure. When you're looking at an individual's cholesterol, I know that that is bounced around quite a bit in regards to what the healthy range is. What are you looking for? So I typically use the a calculator, um, which assess your cardiac risk. And then that looks at different age ranges as well. So cholesterol treatment has been pretty controversial and changes a lot. Yeah. Um, so I use a calculator um, if you're 40 and over, and then based on that calculator, I determine whether or not I should treat you um, for your cholesterol. Right. But if you do have high numbers, I do advise you to um, diet and exercise right. to see if we can get the numbers down. But there's a lot that goes into treating um, cholesterol. And don't get your cholesterol right after the holidays. My <laughs> husband wanted to go for his routine blood work, and I told him, wait till the end of the month. Give yourself a chance to cleanse your system. Because you tend to eat things that normally you don't eat during the holidays, right? 
correct. So you're going to, it's probably going to be high. That's it. I told him, I said, just wait a little bit. You've been doing good. <laughs> So I wanted to start, we have to wrap this up, and I know you have patients to see. So um, you are in in Prospect at 166 Waterbury Road, um, and the phone number there, 203-709-5300, correct? Correct. And you're in there with a bunch of other providers, right? Yes. We have a new APRN there, Sherry Ann Lynn. Correct. And Christine Berry is an APR in there. We also have another uh, primary care physician that's there with you that started recently, Dr. Khan, Dr. Faraz Khan, correct? Right. And who else is there with you? Um, Dr. James Uberti. He's a senior here. Dr. Almeida, Carlos Almeida, and Dr. Julia Zeferova. You guys are rocking and rolling. That practice is definitely growing. You're there. You guys are there every day. Every day. And you can find those physicians uh, from the Franklin Medical Group on our website at St. Mary's Hospital, stmh.org. Click up at the top, Franklin Medical Group. Group, click on primary care, and all their pictures will come up. So, Dr. Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. And are you accepting new patients? Yes, I am. That's awesome. So, if you're interested and you need a primary care physician, highly recommend Dr. Thompson and her extraordinary care because she was an RN first. Just saying. <laughs> Have a great day, Doc. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you, Robin. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So again, that was Dr. Ashani Thompson. She um, is accepting new patients, and there are um, a bunch of other providers in the group, and they um, are accepting new patients. They are 203-709-5300 in our prospect location, which is really easily located and has full service there with blood draw, and there is also imaging. And it's not far from our um, East Main Street location, um, brand new East Main Street location across from Costco, which has our newest urgent care center. So I encourage you to go on our website and look those places up. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today Today in our program. You know me well, you, why you need a primary care physician to help guide and navigate your health care. We hope that you enjoyed this. This will be on iTunes on medically our Medically Speaking podcast. So please feel free to download that if you are an iTunes fan. So it will be there in about a week as soon as Johnny makes the CD for me. Everybody have a safe um, weekend. Stay dry. And I will be back Wednesday evening from 6 to 7 with our Medically Speaking. Have a great weekend. On the air and online everywhere at WATR.com. This is a Connecticut classic. WATR Waterbury.